Have you ever, hey, have, have you ever uh, put like a tin of Altoids in your mouth and then also some mint gum and then took a big old swig of peppermint schnapps? I have not, no. Have it's you? It's very minty. It's very minty. minty. Yeah, I feel like any one of those things individually would be very minty. <laughs> Tackle. Score. D- kick. Are you proud of me now, Dad? <laughs> it's the commissioner's corner. Yay. Week four in the books. Yep, we're uh, we're quarter of the way through the season, probably. About that, yeah. Um <laughs> Man, every week, every day, it seems like there's more and more positive COVID tests in the NFL. It's got me a little bit worried, but um, so far they've been able to adapt around it. But we'll have to just be aware of what's going on. I know that uh, unexpected buy kind of hurt some teams this week, but we're going to continue to try and do whatever we can to make sure that everybody's able to have a full roster and, and still have fun in the process. So We'll just have to wait and see what happens. But yeah, not uh, everything was good. Everything was perfect for three weeks. And then everybody just started testing positive on the Titans. Yeah, I blame, I blame, yeah, I blame the Titans and then Cam, but mainly the Titans. Uh, I'm also, I'm also officially playing the rest of the season under protest because I was unable to start my uh, Steelers defense. Um, so yeah, all this is all this is suspect and null and void. Um, you'll be hearing from my lawyers. I can't wait. Your lawyers are some of the best guys. I love just chatting with them and catching up. Yeah, you know they they're they're really good. I mean, well, <clears throat> my my lawyer is Jermichael, so he's kind of pulling <laughs> oh, double duty. Yeah, yeah, he's a good he's a good egg. Yeah, yeah, he's the best. Um, you know, in case in case the league does uh, have problems or like the season's canceled, you never know. Uh, Andrew, I think we're gonna like we're gonna have to like stop this podcast, right? Do you think we? Yeah. Are you thinking of like diversifying and getting like a contingency plan in place? Now, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that because I actually actually have an idea. A, uh, oh, true crime podcast. Oh wow! Start. Okay, yeah, those seem those seem to be all the rage, and uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure quite what we call it, but I have an idea for our first uh, mystery that we could tackle. Okay, what is it? All right, so hook me. There's this. There's you got me oh, hooked. Reel me in, James. Okay. All right. Um. So you guys know how uh, you know. Yeah. Dog poop, am I right? Yeah, it's it's poop, and you hate to pick it up. And ah, people won't pick up their dog poop. You you know that tale as old as time, right? Um, yeah, as old as time since the it's beginning as old of time. as time. Yep, as long as there have been dogs, there have been people failing to pick up their poop. Well, anyways, that might sound boring, but there's an interesting twist on this little case. So. A little swirl Buck, on the poop. Buckle in. Buckle in. Uh, so outside of the neighborhood I live in, there's like this section of sidewalk, which for whatever reason seems to be really popular for dogs pooping for whatever reason. But the interesting thing is that someone or multiple people, not sure, are le- are leaving their dog poop in the bag tied up and then leaving the bag in the grass off the side of the sidewalk hmm 
So like, and, and it's, it's been happening for like, I swear like a year and it's always in like the same section of sidewalk and they just keep showing up. And it's, you know, it's not just like, Oh, someone let their dog poop and didn't pick it up. Like that's, that's pretty basic. And that's just like, Oh, someone is just lazy or whatever. But these people, they're, they're letting their dog poop and then they're, they have bags with them. They're, you know, getting their hands dirty, so to speak, right. picking up the poop, tying up the bag, and then they leave the bag. That is, which, uh, that's bizarre. Yeah. And which I'd argue is even worse than if they had just left the poop because then it would, you know, like the rain and the wind and the fire would, you know, just kind of dissolve it over time and it would become, you know, fertilizer for the grass, whatnot. But these people decide, no, I'm going to put like an impenetrable impenetrable barrier and make it complete trash and not even compost and then leave it there for someone else to take wow well i think yeah. for the uh the sake of our our backup podcast we're gonna have to uh rent a van you know have a stakeout and try and catch this uh criminal brown-handed yeah i i think that's i think that's a very good idea we could we could set up i've been thinking of setting up like a trail camera with night vision in case they're doing that at night. Um, yeah, I mean, a stakeout would work too. I'm just, I'm just perplexed and appalled and it's, it's just driving me crazy every time I walk past it. And then there's another one there and I just, I, I, I need to get to the bottom of it. I need to figure out who this criminal is. One way or another, we're going to get you. Well, since I haven't canceled the NFL season, yeah. I guess we should probably return to our normal Commissioner's Corner podcast. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree. And I think first thing we'll talk about is the week four recap. It's the four recap. Yay! All right, Jimbo Slice. Uh, why don't we start with the closest matchup of the week? That was your game against the Source of Error, Sean Skurback led team. 0.4 points separated you two. Uh, how were the nerves heading into that Monday night game? Um, I was I was very nervous and not very excited. Um, you know, I, I had two players to Sean's one. Um, but, you know, Sean's one was Aaron Jones, and so I was very scared, especially against a bad Falcons defense. Um, and uh, I was even more scared when uh, my player only put up 10 points, and then I was terrified when Julio Jones got injured and he wasn't going to be putting up any more points for me. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was not a good situation. But luckily, Aaron Jones only scored 19 points whatever points he scored which was just enough for me to sneak out with a win where I definitely shouldn't have and yeah I'm feeling very blessed yeah I mean it doesn't get much closer than that um your streaming strategy going with Ryan Fitzpatrick this week worked out pretty well he ended up with 21.3 points which is pretty solid for for quarterback but you were going against uh, Matthew Stafford, the player that you dropped, who got one more point than Fitzpatrick did. So uh, I know you've voiced some regret in dropping Matthew Stafford. It's my life's greatest regret. Um, yeah. But Fitzpatrick bailed me out by getting a, rush, a rushing touchdown. Otherwise, it would have been pretty bad. But, uh, yeah, I miss, I miss Matthew. I hope. I hope Sean drops him and I can bring him back on my team. It might happen. Um, but I think two players that kind of hurt Sean this week, both ended up with 4.3 points. The first one was Darrell Henderson, uh, running back for the Rams. He just didn't uh, get out on the field as much as he did in the previous weeks. Um, the other player was Nick Chubb, who went down with an injury I've seen reports that he's going to be out for roughly five weeks. So that's really going to hurt Sean's team going forward. And it, it left him a little bit stranded. Um, you know, if Nick Chubb had gotten in for one or two more carries, might have been the difference maker for Sean this week. And uh, just a quick shout out to uh, my kicker, Rodrigo Blankenship. Goggles and all, he uh, got the job done this week. I'm, uh, I'm really glad that he's on my team. 
and that he's one of my high, my highest scorers, unfortunately. I mean, not just this week, James. All aboard the Blankenship. He's the number two kicker right now. Uh, week number two, 15 points. Week number three, 11 points. Last week, 14 points. He is uh, the number two kicker, and he's on fire right now. But yeah, final score, 87.7 points for the villainous Abeds, moving to two and two. And the loss for it's, uh, Source of but Air. It, it's, it's Abeds, just, just to correct you there. Villainous Abeds? Abeds, yeah. Emphasis, emphasis on the A. Abeds, not Abeds. Yeah. It's, it's not a... Uh, I don't have an army of mattresses that are going out and playing football. That would be pretty cool, though. Um, but yeah, Source of Error ended up with 87.3 points and also moving to 2-2 two and two on the records. All right, um, so that was our closest matchup. Why don't we jump over to our biggest blowout of the week now? And that was between Dormy Daniels and Bastetrace and Bandage. Um, oh, hey, almost, that's you. That is me. Um, I wish it was the other way around, but Dormy Daniels almost doubled my score, 14.2. 142.4 to 76.8 points. Um, it was a great week for Cy and a very rough week for me. Uh, let's start with the positive and, and look at uh, Cy's team. Who were his uh, big scorers this week? Well, uh, Tom Brady threw five touchdowns. Uh, you know, that'll, that'll get you a lot of points whenever that happens. Um, pro- probably an outlier, but uh, it, you know, it, it definitely looks like Tom Brady is kind of getting back into the swing of things on his new team. So, uh, you know, good for Cy there. Uh, Zeke, good game. Ronald Jones, good game. Um, kind of wondering if Ronald Jones will be reliable going forward. He, uh, he had 15 points, which is his highest point total on the year. But he also hasn't scored less than eight points. So, I don't know. And then kind of across the board, pretty good scores. Adam Thielen, Amari Cooper, Will Fuller. Uh, Mari Cooper especially had a really good game. Um, yeah, those were his top players. Did did pretty well to get him uh, 142 points. Yeah, his uh, highest score of the season. And um, getting him back into the win column, moving to 2-2. Two and two. Meanwhile, my loss, uh, 76.8 points, also brings me to 2-2. Uh, two on the records. Um, Jared Goff, man, I haven't had any luck with him. I picked him up. He scored me 10 points. I dropped him. The next two weeks, he scores over 20. I pick him up again, and he only gets me 12. So I'm kind of done with Jared Goff. I'm not uh, playing that game anymore. Yeah, that, that reminds me of my time with Jared Goff last year. He's tough. He's tough to, he's tough to pin down. Yeah. He's always, he always, he's always scrambling around, and you never know what you're going to get with him. So I'm ready to cut ties, but I got Ben Roethlisberger on my bench. He's been pretty consistent uh, so far for me. So I'm going to roll with the uh, big Ben train there. Um, both my running backs got 19 points. Kamara, Kareem Hunt. Very excited about Kareem Hunt going forward now that Chubb is going to be out. But, man, my wide receivers are just underperforming. DJ Moore just hasn't been getting it done this season. Tyler Lockett followed his huge game with just five points. Um, so struggling a little bit at the wide receiver position. Um, and that, that really left me uh, hanging there with uh, just under 77 points. Yeah, definitely definitely not your best performance this year. Uh, well, before we leave your matchup with Cy, Andrew, um, I would like to mention that Cy has changed his team name back to Dormy Staniels. Um, he seems to he, – he pivoted away from Dormy Staniels and changed it to, I think, the Verified Amateurs and then the Michael Scarn, and now it's back to Dormy Staniels. So I, I don't know if he's – like, if he's going to stick with that going forward, if he just thinks it's lucky or – I don't know. That's interesting. Well, I, oh. I can't be positive, but I'm pretty sure both of his wins this year came with the team name Dormy Samuels, and both of his losses came with some other team name. Hmm. Well, that's the case. I guess I can't, I can't argue with those facts. Yeah. Also, uh, 
side does continue to start the Cowboys defense, which is just interesting to me, considering that they've gone negative two weeks out of the four and have scored three and one points in the other weeks. So, um, uh, James, can you remind me quick how many teams there are in the NFL? Um, I think. Um, let's see. There's there's the Vikings, the Packers, Bears, Lions. Um, then you got the Seahawks and the Cowboys and the Eagles. Three hours later. Um, and and finally the Cardinals. That's thirty-two. That's thirty-two teams. Yeah, I can't believe you listed them all out. I'm sure some yeah, people so might it, have. Yeah, I really got stuck. Out. I always forget that Jacksonville exists. I don't know why. A lot of people do. A lot of people want to. But anyways, uh, to my point, there's 32 teams in the NFL. The Cowboys' defense are ranked 32nd. Uh, they're averaging z- minus 0.3 points a game. I think it might be time to uh, cut ties with them, but. Uh, he does have the Patriots defense on his bench, so might see them a little bit more frequently in the starting lineup there. All right, James, what matchup are we uh, going to look at next here? Oh uh, Well, there's only one matchup we can talk about, and that was uh, the matchup which seemed at the start of the week like the, the biggest slam dunk. Oh, man. Uh, with our number one unanimous ranked team, Smashed Ham versus... Our last place unanimous ranked team, who's your daddy? Um, but uh, but Brandon actually kind of gave uh, Matt Zillow a little scare this week. Um, yeah, for quite a while. To, for yeah, quite a uh, while there, he had uh, more projected points than smashed ham. Yeah, and I believe that was mainly due to uh, Odell Beckham Jr. getting uh, three total touchdowns. Yeah, that'll uh, when a player puts up thirty-five points for your team on that'll that'll definitely up your projection yeah Odell Beckham Jr. uh, highest scoring wide receiver of the week and third highest scoring player overall but uh, the fourth highest scoring player of the week was over on the other side George Kittle uh, came through and tipped the scales in smashed hands favor uh, just shutting down any attempt at a uh, upset victory uh, for for who's your daddy, uh, George Kittle, first time back after his injury, and man, he was he was George Kittle, 183 yards, uh, 15 receptions, one touchdown. He was just out of this world. Yeah, um, that that performance, and also uh, Dalvin Cook putting up 27 points, and uh, Russell Wilson still breaking 20 points. Um, allowed smashed ham. And Matt's able to get 140 points on the week. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's still looking like the best team out there. Um, and on the flip side, uh, you know, Brand was able to put up 118 points this week, which, you know, while it was a loss, I think that would probably be a win on most weeks. And uh, kind of gives Brandon some hope going forward if he can uh, score points like that. He uh, might not be in last place. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, things are looking a little bit up. You know, he made that trade for Miles Sanders, and he only came through with uh, just under nine points. But on the other hand, you know, he had Michael Thomas, who didn't play this week, so that's 8.6 more than he would have got had he had Michael Thomas. And um, the last thing I'll mention is that Todd Gurley finally kind of had a, a big week there. So, um, yeah, not maybe not as um, hopeless as once seemed, but – the loss did bring Brandon to 0-4, and the win did bring Matt Zabel to 4-0. and All right. Uh, next matchup we'll look at is going to be between the Lukington football team and me and the Melangal. How'd this one turn out, James? Uh, well, you know, let, I guess we'll start with, uh, with the bad and then work our way to the good. So we have to start with uh, me and the Melangal um, putting up a pretty low point total this week. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure, Andrew, can we confirm that 63.5 points is the lowest point total so far so far this year? I will check quick, 
why don't you talk about why he got that view of points, right. and then I'll come back in. Sounds good. Uh, well, he has Patrick Mahomes, who, uh, you know, put up 20 points. Um, definitely good, um, especially when he's mixing in 40-point weeks. Um, you know, 20 points is definitely respectable. Uh, unfortunately, his two top running backs, oof, um, combined for less than six points, Kenyon Drake and Austin Eckler. Um, Austin Eckler got hurt, too, um, which is definitely a bummer for Jake going forward. Um, not sure exactly how long Eckler's going to be out, um, but, yeah, that's, that's – you hate to see that. Then uh, across the board, just Zach Ertz still not getting it done, less than five points. Marvin Jones, you know, he, he wasn't playing the Vikings or another NFC North team, so he didn't go off for four touchdowns, and therefore he only had one catch for nine yards. Um, yeah, uh, Daniel Carlson was good for Jake. Scored 13 points, and he was his second highest score on his team. So, yeah, pretty bad week. Yeah, really unlucky kind of across the board there. And uh, 63.5 is the second lowest so far. Brandon had a total of 60.2 in week one. Ah, uh, okay. But on the other side of this matchup, Luke Conway. Oh, yes. Andrew, just, just talk to me about his team. Oh, man. Tell me. He is yeah. uh, continuing to dominate. He's Da-dum. separating himself. Um, he's separating himself from. The ver- no, 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 no. I want some chark stats. I want some chark stats. Welcome to Shark Stats. It's a podcast within a podcast where we bring to you the latest and greatest of DJ Shark Stat Line for the week. Hit me with it, James. Captain. Uh, well, DJ Shark on the ones and twos this week, he had eight receptions for 95 yards and two, count them, two touchdowns, totally in 25.5 fantasy points he's back he's ready to attack he's looking like a snack it's dj chark <laughs> he looks like such a snack um dj chark third highest scoring wide receiver of week four love to uh love to have him back you know it was tough having him sit there on his bench um but came in at a good time you know derrick henry had that unexpected buy Devonte Adams, Raheem Mostert continue to sit on the bench with the injuries, but yeah, DJ Chark came through as did Josh Allen, who continues to dominate. Uh, he's looking really good. Uh, as did Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews finally showed up in the uh, tight end position and got a solid uh, 19 points. Uh, the previous two weeks, he was averaging three and a half. So uh, nice to see him kind of show up, especially in the week that he needed him, but uh, Randy Bullock, the Cincinnati kicker, 17 points, um, and now the number one kicker on the season, so always good to get some extra, a little extra boost from your special teams players there, but uh, he yeah. totaled 126.8 points in week four. Yeah, and even without Derrick Henry being on the impromptu bye week, that's uh, that's pretty impressive from Luke. All right. Uh, next matchup, Saquon 2.0 taking on the shape of Lake Water. Uh, two pretty solid teams going head to head, but Saquon 2.0 even without team representative, team mascot. I guess at this point. Oh, no, he dropped him. Did he really? Yeah, he's not. He's not in his IR anymore. Wow. But uh, either way, losing your first-round draft pick and still starting the season 3-1, and one, uh, pretty impressive what Jackson's been able to do. Uh, how do you get it done in week four here? Uh, well, you know, started off with, uh, you know, his, his excellent quarterback draft pick, you know, Dak Prescott. He um, put, up, put up 502 passing yards, which is just ridiculous. Um, and uh, four touchdowns with only one interception, 
37.2 points. That's pretty dang good. Um, they, he, almost, he almost was able to bring about one of the biggest upsets ever, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, then, you know, Odell Beckham did his thing. But, uh, yeah, lots of, lots of points from Dak Prescott. Yeah, also uh, bringing in some a good amount of points is uh, free agency pickup Mike Davis, just under 20 points. Um, he is looking worth the fab, that's for sure. You know, Jackson dropped a lot of fab on both Mike Davis and Devontae Freeman. Freeman's still taking a little bit of time to get situated, but uh, Jackson has left him on his bench and been making the right call with Mike Davis, who for the second week scored over 19 points. And, um, yeah, fellow Mike on the team, Mike Evans got 22 points, but I think the biggest shock was Calvin Ridley putting up a goose egg. Yeah. Uh, I believe he was the number one wide receiver heading into this week. And because his um, point total up until then was so high, he's still the number one wide receiver. But, yeah, that, that was pretty surprising, getting absolutely no points out of Calvin Ridley. Well, talk to me about how the uh, Shape of Lake Water did this week. Well, Shape of Lake Water had a bit of a down week, only scoring 93.1 points, getting a loss. Uh, looking at his team this week, highest scorers is quarterback Kyler Murray, 23 points. Respectable. Um, next highest score was Devontae Parker for Miami, who put up 16 points. You know, decent. Um, I guess across the board, Josh Jacobs only uh, 8.8 points. Not not what you want to see. Um, James Robinson still doing good. You know, 12 points. That's you know can't can't complain about that. Uh, and then yeah, across the board, just kind of lower than average points on the week. Yeah, yeah, pretty consistently average to below average, uh, slightly below average for all of his players. Um, you know, 93 points, it's it's not terrible, but that's not going to get you the win. So uh, just kind of a down week for Shape of Lake Water, and that loss is going to bring him to a record of 2-2. Two and two. Um, Also moving to a record of 2-2 two and two is Alexander Jamilton putting up the highest score of week four, 158.6 points. Looking at his record, uh, his box score here, pretty much everybody went off and performed. Uh, most notably, Joe Mixon, highest scoring mm. player of week four uh, among all players. He had himself a game uh, starting off strong on that, uh, going off against that Jacksonville defense. Uh, 25 carries, 151 yards, two touchdowns rushing, add 30 more yards receiving and another receiving touchdown. 39 points for Joe Mixon finally showing up. Yeah, I mean, he, he was playing so poorly for, uh, you know, a first-round pick. Um, yeah, he was looking like, like a huge, huge bust. And uh, him coming away with uh, just under a 40-burger, um, you know, probably won't do that going forward every week. But uh, I feel like we should expect us somewhere in between those single-digit scores he was putting up in this week yeah. going forward. Yeah, and uh, also showing up this week, Lamar Jackson, Melvin Gordon, both scoring 25. Allen Robinson, Jarek McKinnon, both scoring 19. Scary Terry continuing to be scary, uh, putting up 17 points, even with the bad quarterback play. So um, he did, Zach did go one more sample size with a poo sample. And it uh, it was fine. He got him six points, but uh, looking at the transactions, he did end up dropping uh, Mr. Drew sample there. So oh man, experiment you know, is over. Yeah, you know, like he he was at Costco and he 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 went for that free sample, and then uh, you know he 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 drove his cart around the aisle. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna I'm gonna get another one. Drove by, picked up another one, and uh. And then he, and then he came by again. Like, nope, no more samples for you. No more samples. I'm done. He's done. Well, the other side of the matchup, all Sunday clay ASC, ASC, and eight point eight points. Um, you know that's a decent score. That's about average. 
Um, and it, it kind of looks like he had a couple players who went off and then the rest of his team was, was pretty average. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson, 21 points, pretty solid. I think the biggest uh, happy surprise for Clay was Chris Carson coming back a little bit banged up, wasn't sure how well he was going to perform, and he got 23 and a half points. Um, meanwhile, everyone else just kind of averaged 10. Um, so, yeah, n- nobody really um, scoring high, but Clay continuing to struggle with uh, Christian McCaffrey on his bench. Um, looking at the the standings here, he's lost the last two games in a row, so he could use help back or he could get some help and is looking for some help once uh, Christian McCaffrey gets back. But uh, until then, um, he's surviving. He's hanging in there. You know, he's got some decent point total this week, but ultimately getting the loss and moving to one and three on the record. And uh, I'd like to highlight one player on his team who uh, started in his flex, and that's Justin Jefferson from Minnesota. You know, uh, obviously I'm biased, but, uh, He's, he's continuing to look really good, put up uh, over 100 points again on uh, just four receptions. And uh, I believe he had uh, every one of his receptions was for more than 20 yards, and he had one reception in every quarter of the Vikings game. So just a c- consistent deep threat. Nice. That's what uh, Justin Jefferson appears to be. I do so want to – That's – sorry, what? I do want to correct one thing that you said there, James. Um, oh, Yes. He is not getting 100 points a game. He's getting 100 yards a game. Oh, did I say 100 points? You did. And I just wanted to clarify that he isn't. Well, okay. That's my... Superman. See, I, I, do play, I do play in a league where receiving yards are a point each. Point per yard. yard. Yep. Point, point per yard. Just getting confused it's, it, there. It's a PPY. It's, it's going to be the new thing in a few years. I can't wait to see that. Um, but I think that's going to do it for our week four recap. Um, do, 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 do. That's been the week four recap. Drink your water. Hydration is important. Well, James, we did have a a few acquisitions this week, but only one of them meets our expectations to be the resplendent acquisition of the week. Would you care to hear about it? Oh, yes. I I would love that. Then let's head over to that segment uh, now. Well, James, honesty is the highest quality that we value in our candidates for the resplendent acquisition. And the player this week is probably the most honest. In fact, some would even say the earnest. (laughs) Is the Ernest Johnson, of course. Good show, old boy. Uh, Now, the Ernest Johnson is also the most expensive acquisition of this week. Going to uh, what what team was able to uh, purchase such a fine acquisition? Well, that would be none other than the source of error for twenty fine dollars. I uh, I love the way you say error. 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 Just loop that to fall asleep at night. And that was twenty American dollars, you oh, say? Quite. Oh, how gauche. Oh, well, pish posh. Let's not dilly-dally any longer. That was the resplendent acquisition of the week. Well, James, I know everybody's hanging on in the podcast to hear the power rankings this week. But before we go there, let's take a quick look at the standings. We have one team at 4-0. That's Smashed Ham. 
We have two teams at three and one, Saquon 2.0 and the Lukington football team. Uh, we know those top three are kind of in a tier of their own and they continue to dominate. It seems like only each other, you know, only the teams in that tier can take each other down. So a uh, pretty solid group at the top there. Meanwhile, we have six teams sitting at a record of two and two, kind of bunched in the middle. Meanwhile, me and the Melangal, all Sunday clay are at one and three. Who's your daddy still needing a win at 0 and four? Uh, Who's Your Daddy also has the lowest points for, uh, but only 13 behind yourself, James. So uh, even though you have a record of two and two, you're sitting with uh, just 366 points for through four weeks. Yeah, I, I may have gotten the win this last week, but um, I, I, I wasn't feeling super great about it. And I'm I'm very nervous for the rest of the year. Well, let's see uh, how you ended up in the power rankings with that in mind. Uh, but it might be a while till we get to you because we're going to start at the top once again with uh, the number one team. I just realized I don't know if I left a pause in there for the transition music. Oh, that's so, fine. We'll just put it in here. Perfect. And Ooh. number one team, not a shock, Matt Zabel, once again, unanimous number one. Uh, he just continues to dominate. I, I don't really know what else to say that hasn't been said about his team. He's got a stacked lineup with a pretty solid bench as well. Um, things are looking good for Smash Jam, and they don't look to be slowing down anytime soon. Um, I'll, here, I'll say one thing about his team that hasn't been said before. Okay. It is pulchritudinous. Now, I know I know what that word means, but for our listeners who might not, could you could you give the uh, definition? Um. Well, you know, it's yeah. Maybe we should start a resplendent vocab of the week. Hmm. Um. Yeah, Paul, you know, I obviously I know what it means too. Because you used it. Yep. And you're yep, definitely I know what it means. That's not the sound of typing on your computer. Nope. There, nope, that's it? that's my teeth chattering cuz it's cold. Uh it means uh um it's kind of a long definition. Um it means beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Well, that was a, a very sweet sentiment. You know what also is pretty sweet? Saquon 2.0 sitting at the number 2.0 spot in power rankings. That's got to be pretty sweet for Jackson. Um, Dak Prescott, with how bad that Dallas defense is, Dak has needed to just show up and dominate, and he has gotten that done. Um, other than that, uh, his team's his team's solid. He's got two running backs in the top 17, two wide receivers in the top six, uh, three wide receivers in the top 10, and the number two tight end. So a pretty solid team here for Jackson. And again, I think he's going to continue to keep himself in that top tier of teams in the league. Uh, next place, uh, again, in that, you know, still in that third spot and still in our top three is uh, the Lukington football team. Um, great, great name and a great team. Um, Luke, Luke continues to perform well. And uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of it's remarkable to see both Jackson and Luke um, consistently atop of our rankings when they both finished so poorly um, last year. Um, you know, Jackson being the regular season last place and Luke uh, – you know, being the overall last place um, due to his poor performance in the in the playoffs, um, I uh, you know it's, stuff can go wrong, especially this year. But um, both of them look like they are heavy favorites to be in the playoffs. Yeah, I think Luke is the team that scares me the most. Um, you know, he he put up 126 points last week with these players on his bench: Derrick Henry, Raheem Mostert, Devontae Adams. So once once those players get back in the starting lineup, 
you know, that's going to increase from 126 points. Um, Luke's, Luke's looking pretty scary, I got to be honest. Not looking forward to uh, facing him. Uh, not sure when that will be, but I will uh, be dreading it every single second. Yeah, definitely. It's. I, I don't think I've ever – I don't remember a year where we've had such a clear-cut, like, multiple teams in the top tier. Like, sometimes we have – like last year, Zach seemed like the best team kind of early on, and he just kind of carried that. Um, now it seems like there's definitely the three best teams, and then yeah. everyone else is varying levels of worse. Especially through four weeks, too. You know, usually there's a little bit of, of spreading out. But, yeah, looking at the average rankings, uh, you know, Luke was the third team. He had a, a score of 2.7. Meanwhile, team four here is uh, Shape of Lake Water with David Book with a score of 5.6. So quite a big jump between the number three and the number four team. Um, David Book still waiting on Michael Thomas to come back from injury to help with that trade that he made. And I think once that happens, he's going to jump up. But uh, Kyler Murray, Josh Jacobs, James Robinson are kind of his his main players that um, – create the base of his team and, and give him a good chance going forward. Um, anything else to add about the shape of Lake water here? Um, nothing in particular. Um, but uh, I, I can talk about another team who is also tied for fourth place. And that is your team, Andrew. Yeah. You were, you were at the fourth place last weekend. You still are there, but now we're only sharing it with David. Uh, your team looks pretty good too, I gotta say. Um, even with the kind of down performance last week, um, getting Big Ben back, he's been pretty good on the year for uh, for a streaming quarterback. I um, think you'll be rolling with him for the rest of the year pretty confidently, especially since he already got his bye week out of the way, yeah. which is nice. Um, and yeah, you got Alva Kamara. You know, he's gonna be great, especially uh, you know the longer that. Uh, um, Michael Thomas isn't able to suit up, you know, the even better will be, but, uh, you know, it'll still be good even when Michael Thomas is back. Uh, even Kareem Hunt with, uh, uh, Nick Chubb getting injured should be really good. For yeah. Your team. yeah. It seems like your only weak point is kind of the wide receivers right now. And I'm hoping, uh, Chris Godwin, when he comes back, he's going to be out again for week five, but he should be back for week six. So I'm hoping that will help me with that position a little bit more. Um, our biggest upward mover this week is Alexander Jamilton. You know, he scored 158.6 high score. So it makes sense that he's moving up. And I think it's really because those running backs are starting to perform. Joe Mixon, Melvin Gordon finally had big weeks and they are now the number eight and number 10 running backs respectively. Jarek McKinnon has been a good fill-in while Raheem Mostert and Tevin Coleman are injured. We'll see how long that lasts, but uh, Lamar Jackson at quarterback, you know, that's a plug and play. You don't have to worry about him. And um, Allen Robinson, Terry McLaurin, kind of rounding out the wide receivers there. Uh, pretty solid team. And uh, he did pick up uh, Robert Tanyan off of waivers as well, the number one tight end currently. So we'll see if that can help uh, with probably his weakest position going forward. Next up at the seventh spot, we have Sean, who moved down two spots from uh, five to seven. Um, Sean's team, uh, he's kind of, kind of been up and down on the year. Um, you know, right now he has Kirk Cousins as his quarterback, which uh, definitely isn't what you want. But, you know, Matt Safford is on his bye. And Sean didn't drop him for me. Oh, hate to see that. Yeah, I think uh, it might have been last week or the week before. We'll have Jermichael go and, and take a look. But I mentioned that his two running backs, Aaron Jones and Nick Chubb, having those two solid players in that position really creates a great base going forward. And now in uh, week five, Aaron Jones is on a bye. Nick Chubb's on IR. So what was his strongest position is now his weakest position. But uh, he's got Juju, DK Metcalf, Jamison Crowder, um, A.J. Brown might be coming back. So maybe his wide receivers can help 
keep them alive while those uh, running backs are, are healing or coming back off of the bye. Our next team uh, up two spots um, is uh, Cy Suncom or Dormy Staniels or team name insert here because he might change it. Or not since he is winning with his team name. Uh, yeah, Cy had, a, Cy had a big week that uh, allowed him to move up some spots. Um, yeah, get, getting some solid performances from his QB and his running backs and you know, at, also his uh, wide receivers with Adam Thielen and Amari Cooper. Yeah, size team is not doesn't look like a juggernaut, but definitely definitely looks solid. Yeah, I think my opinion of size team kind of stands. Um, he's got a lot of players on some high powered offenses, and if those offenses have big weeks, then size going to have a big week, uh, just like he did uh, this last game, putting up 142. But if he has, if those teams have a down week, then size going to have a down week as well just kind of a lot of eggs in in a few different baskets so um I, it's going to be v- pretty variable but it's going to get him wins for sure and then at number nine we have clay tucker's team all sunday clay asc um honestly clay clay's team i i think i ranked him pre- not not to you know not to show my hand but i think i ranked him pretty low um I just – he seems like he's on a downward trend with his team. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, Christian McCaffrey being injured really hurts his team, and I think he has he has very little depth. And, yeah. Yeah. I, I think, don't know what much else to say. I think you really hit it. You know, having McCaffrey, having your first-round pick on the next best player on your team is the 20th drafted player. You know, there's 19 other guys or 18 other guys that got drafted um, that he wasn't able to pick up. So struggling a little bit from that. But he does have Joshua Kelly, who could be filling in uh, once Austin Eckler is injured here. Uh, So that might help him out a little bit. But right now he is sitting at uh, ninth in the rankings. Just ahead of Team 10 here, me and the Melangal, who's down three spots after putting up the second lowest score of the season so far. Um, Austin Eckler getting injured is is big. Uh, Kenyon Drake still isn't turning out to be that uh, first-round pick like you would hope. Um, so struggling a little bit with, with some depth. You know, Cortland Sutton went down earlier in the year as well. So he's uh, he's hurting based off injuries here quite a bit. And uh, as we mentioned earlier, too, Zach Ertz, not sure really what's going on with him. Uh, Dallas Goddard is out, but he still couldn't get it done last week, uh, not even putting up five points. So uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, he's in there. He's saving the day, keeping him uh, away from embarrassing low total last week. Um, He is the fourth-ranked quarterback, so... If anything's going to help right the ship, it, it's the half-billion-dollar man. So, James, tell us about uh, Team 11 here. Oh, well, Team 11 is really bad. They shouldn't be even in the league. And uh, they weren't able to start their defense last week, and so the entire year's forfeit. And, yeah, shouldn't even even be played. Well, I don't know about that. Um... Mm, I think so. We'll put it to a poll. How about that? Okay. Uh, you got uh, Teddy Bridge, Teddy Bridgewater, t- Teddy Two Gloves. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm still streaming quarterbacks because I dropped my okay one. Um, yeah, p- pivoting away from the uh, the Fitz magic. Um, going with Teddy this week because he's playing Atlanta. In Atlanta, uh, as all the announcers in any game will tell us, uh, they they just have a really decimated secondary. It's just really, really beaten up. Um, so, yeah, hoping that Teddy can tear them a new one. Yeah. Well, hopefully he can because Julio Jones still questionable. Kenny Galladay uh, on a bye week. Yeah. Um, you got Debo Samuel T. Higgins starting at wide receivers. So – 
Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> might get the job done, might not. Um, and man, uh, all aboard the Blankenship. He's going he's gonna to continue to score well. You know, Indianapolis is a, a good team. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited to have a, a locked and loaded kicker on my team. Normally don't have that. Uh, and, and, oh, man, Steelers this week going against Philadelphia. Steelers are, are really good at sacking the quarterback. And uh, they have Carson Wentz. So Could be lots a bloodbath. Yeah. Lots of points. Well, rounding out our power rankings this week, it's no surprise that it's Brandon's team, who's your daddy, but not a unanimous uh, last place here. He did get one vote for 11th, so uh, he's moving up. He's uh, looking up. Um, Todd Gurley finally started playing pretty well. He's got Miles Sanders to help with that, and, you know, Odell showed up last week as well. Odell. So he's got – That's what I call him. That's what you call him? Yep, when he does well. And then when he does poorly, I'm like, oh, Odell. It works both ways, that versatility. Um, anything else you see with this team, either why he's probably going to stay at 12 or reasons why he might climb up in the rankings? Um, I'm, I'm really hoping he stays at 12. And, I, I mean, his team is definitely the worst. But I, I'm worried that I might be replacing him at some point in the future. So I'm, I'm hoping he uh, – he keeps lowering the bar so that I don't fall underneath it. Sure. Kind of that's kind of what I'm holding. Opposite. That's kind of what I'm holding on to. Opposite of Verizon Wireless. Yep. All right. Well, I think we'll probably end on that bad joke there, unless you have anything to add. Uh well, I'd like to end on a good joke, but we don't have those. So what are you gonna do? Yep. I'll write a few down for next week. Oh, that'd be a good idea. Man, do you think we should start like taking notes or like, and like like making an outline before we record these? Yeah, or like doing any preparation whatsoever. Yeah, that would probably help. Man, it sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, no, that's that sounds dumb. We'll just keep winging it. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's gonna do it. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Commissioner's Corner, and we'll catch you next week. Signature sign-off. Wink. do <laughs> that was good you kept it together you, i think you went cocky at the very end at the very end <laughs> yeah i lost it i lost it at the very end <laughs>